expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson. Good to have you here today. And you know, the, the big movies, the movies are back. In case you haven't noticed, Top Gun, I think, proved that. I uh, haven't seen it yet. But, you know, the the movies that just pack people in are those the superhero movies, typically. Uh, uh, Captain America, Iron Man. Of course, you go back a little further, you got the Harry Potter, the Star Wars, and my favorite, the Lord of the Rings. Well, today's guest says that you can actually look at those movies and see some some characteristics, some qualities of God. Is it a stretch? Is there some truth to it? Where is it? What does it look like? Well, we're going to find out. An old friend of the ministry, Frank Turek, is here, and I'm excited to have him. Frank, great to have you back uh, on Life Today Live. Randy, great to be on Life Today Live, and uh, you and I are both granddads now. Yes. Isn't that great? Life life is good. It uh, is. It's, it's wonderful. I told somebody recently that it's the difference between kids and grandkids is the difference between uh, going to the pet store and playing with a puppy versus owning your own kennel. <laughs> this is good, man. So, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, we get that. All right. I want to, I want to show people uh, your book. Uh, that, uh -huh. By the way, I guess this is, you wrote with your son, yeah? Yeah, my, my eldest son who's in the Air Force. Uh, he and I wrote Hollywood Heroes, How Your Favorite Movies Reveal God. He's the movie buff. And five or so years ago, we uh, started talking about how there's so many parallels in the superhero and fantasy movies to Christianity. In fact, our, our, our assertion is, is that they're borrowing from the greatest story ever told, Randy, even though they may not even be Christians because they know what resonates with the human spirit. What resonates with the human spirit is sacrifice, not follow your heart. It's, mm -hmm. it's sacrifice that does it. All right. This is the book. It's Hollywood Heroes, as Frank said. Uh, it's available It's available now, yeah? This one came Everywhere, out. yeah, yeah. It's been available out available everywhere now. Uh, and, and by the way, I, we did a Christmas special here at the ministry yesterday. I know it's right summertime, but that's the way television works. And I, and so I came in this morning and I was like, man, if anybody's got a, a, a son, grandson out there who's into these things, it's not too early to start packing. My crew, my wife yesterday was like, Hey, this is on sale. I'm going to get for Christmas. I'm like, but that's the smart thing to do. I'm yeah. the guy that waits until December 24th and goes to the drugstore because it's open late. <laughs> But, for a thoughtful uh, gift. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's terrible. Amazon's been a godsend. But um, this actually would make a great birthday gift or mm -hmm. even, not too early to say, Christmas gift for, for the, mm -hmm. the you know, especially the young male who's into the, the heroes. But let's go back because here's, are you familiar with the, uh, the hero's arc in writing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, they got to go on an arc. They got to go on a character development to, to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is what you see in all these movies. It's once you see the formula, you start to see it, and you go, geez, these guys are not that original after all. But right. you're suggesting, what, that they got it from Jesus? Because, you know, some of those stories, they, they predate Jesus. Well, it depends on which story you're talking about. But even if they do predate Jesus, the idea of sacrifice is part of – it's just part of our spirit that we are – actually enticed and enthralled with sacrifice. When somebody lays down their life to save you, as Jesus himself said, there's no greater love than to die for your friends. Mm -hmm. If somebody lays down his life to save you, that's inspiring. I don't care what your worldview is, uh, whether you're Christian, non-Christian, pre-Christian, 
It doesn't matter. That resonates with people because people know that that's the supreme form of love to sacrifice yourself to save someone else. And that's what all these movies do, Randy. They, particularly the superhero variety, right? We all in our hearts want to be taken from this world of pain and suffering and taken to a world of bliss. That's what happens with these superheroes. They come and rescue people and bring them to safety, a place of bliss. The Christian story actually says that's exactly what God's going to do to us. He's going to actually come, sacrifice himself, die, rise again. And by trusting in him, you will ultimately be taken from this place to a place of bliss. Yeah. And if you, of course, if you read John 1, 1, we, we know that in the beginning was the word Christ was there and all the prophecies of the Old Testament told of that Savior. And even exactly. it's written in the stars in the old, you know, Matsaroth, mm-hmm. of, of the idea of crushing the evil one. Uh, the the good triumphing over evil. Walk us through some of the observations that you and your son make about these Hollywood heroes. Sure. Let's uh, first of all, we go through about seven big movie franchises: Captain America, Iron Man, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Batman, Wonder Woman, and there's some uh, Superman in there as well. Let's just talk for a second about uh, Iron Man, if you could. I what. Iron Man is one of my favorite characters because he's a lot like us. He's fallen, he's flawed. Uh, you don't think he's gonna be a hero because he starts out as a playboy. He starts out as a as an amoral billionaire arms dealer. And then of course, one of the weapons that his company has sold to terrorists detonates near him, Randy, and it puts shrapnel in his chest. And he has to have, the, have, to have this device implanted in his chest to guard his heart from encroaching shrapnel. If that device fails, he dies. Now for me, (laughs) this is a beautiful picture of what I think is the second most important verse in the Bible now, other than the gospel. For this culture, it's Proverbs 4.23, which says, above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. Mm. Above all else, guard your heart. Doesn't say follow your heart. If you follow your heart, you're going to wind up full of anxiety. You're going to wind up uh, directionless. You're going to wind up alone because if you follow your heart, you're not going to be looking out for other people. You're going to be looking out for yourself. And that's what Tony Stark does. He's following his heart and it makes him miserable, even though he's got everything we would think we would want in life. He's got money. He's got power. He's got a great girlfriend. You know, sex, money, and power are the three big things we think we need to be happy. Tony Stark has all of it, and he's miserable. Hmm. He has everything to live with and nothing to live for. After he has that device installed in his chest, though, he begins to focus on what's important. And ultimately, Randy, as you know, spoiler spoiler alert, spoiler alert here, In the movie Endgame, uh, where uh, he is there with all his Avenger buddies trying to take out the Satan figure, who is Thanos, he actually, Tony Stark does as Iron Man, sacrifices himself to defeat Thanos and save the world. Now, imagine, Randy, if uh, instead of Tony Stark at the end sacrificing himself to save the world, he turned to his Avenger buddies and he said, guys, you know, I don't really feel like taking on Thanos today. In fact, I think I need to get back to following my heart and taking care of just me. I'm out. And then the movie ended. Would anybody go, wow, that was inspiring. Wow, what a great film. He followed his heart. No, everyone would say that's terrible, right? The guy wimped out. So even though I don't think the writers of Iron Man were Christians, they can't help put in a storyline that is consistent 
in fact, modeled after Christianity because that's what resonates with us. Sacrifice, to, to sacrifice yourself to, to, to help somebody else achieve salvation. That's exactly what uh, Iron Man does and all these other movies do too. I actually, actually, Iron Man is one that I enjoy. I, I, I'm a little lukewarm on some of these. I didn't see Endgame. Does he come back to life ever? Well, uh, no, because I think his his character period is up unless, you know, they go to one of these multiverse scenarios <laughs> like the new Doctor Strange does. They could bring anybody back. But, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is in his 50s now, so, so yeah, nobody okay. else can play him. <laughs> so he's probably been killed off for good. <laughs> okay, just, just as a practical I'm just wondering yeah. where the analogy ends. <laughs> to That's right. <laughs> Why do you what, – what, what what's the response? Because, you, you know, you – you for years have been talking to a lot of kids on college campuses and things like that, um, trying to wake them up to the reality that, that God is real and that Jesus right. is God. When you when you hit them with this kind of thing, because they relate to that. Yeah. What's what's the reaction? Well, right now we've only been doing it a month and a half, so we don't have a big reaction as of yet. People seem to like the book Hollywood Heroes. In fact, I was just speaking at a big church out in California just a couple of days ago, and people were buying five and six copies yeah. of the book to hand out, right. to give to friends as gifts and kids and that kind of thing, because it is something that can interest people. And we have woven in the book Hollywood Heroes uh, Randy, we've woven apologetics, in other words, evidence for the faith, in these uh, chapters where we talk about all these different movie franchises. We also point out all these biblical life lessons, like, for example, Iron Man, guard your heart. Mm -hmm. we, we, we weave those right into the chapters so you can get your young person, your child, your teenager, biblical life lessons by watching movies. And, uh, I, you know, I think that's probably going to be uh, a lot more attractive to to kids than another lecture, right? <laughs> and, you know, you, you ought to say to your kid, hey, this Friday night we're doing movie night. Invite your friends. We're going to read a chapter from uh, Hollywood Heroes. We're going to watch Iron Man. Or we're going to watch Star Wars. Or we're going to, you know, whatever. Uh, you can go okay. a lot further that way. That, that's, it's an interesting dynamic because I, I have I have contended for a long time, and I didn't say this publicly for a while because the criticism, we'll talk about that. But you ever see the movie Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman? If I have, it's been a long time. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's an old David Fincher film, yeah. uh, and it's the Seven Deadly Sins, and it's dark. Oh. I mean, this is a dark film, but it illustrates exactly what the scriptures say. Uh huh. And I've always been fascinated by, as far as I know, non Christians, at least most of the people in the industry, anyway. I, and I don't know where do you, what, I, I mean, you, you said it. It's just basic in the in the human soul, but it's like. It's like God's just like imprinted on all of us something that knows that we need him and that there's truth. And and if we, you know, so you can see a totally secular movie like Seven and they go back. Well, I mean, it's it does base itself on the Seven Deadly Sins. But, you know, you see a secular movie and you can go back and go, okay, here's here's the scriptural truth that's coming out from these people that don't even, they're not evangelists out there. Well, you know, as Solomon said, he's put eternity on our hearts mm. in Ecclesiastes 3. God has put eternity on our hearts. And secondly, I love what C.S. Lewis said about this. C.S. Lewis said, if we find ourselves with a, with a desire for something that this world can't pr provide, uh, it's probably true we were just made for another world. Mm. And we were made for another world. All of us 
have this desire to be taken from this world of pain and suffering and taken to a place of bliss. We were made for another world. And that's why these fantasy movies and these superhero movies resonate so much, Randy, with the general culture, because they see people being rescued and taken to a place of bliss. That's what we want. So no matter no matter what, what movie we're talking about in this series, whether it's Captain America, Iron Man, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, they're all doing the same thing. They're all demonstrating what deep in our hearts we all want. Yeah, I can look at your the the movies that you talk about here, and I can tell you immediately my favorite, which is Lord of the Rings. Which one oh, yeah. is? Do you have a favorite in this? Well, I, I love Lord of the Rings, but my favorite character is Tony Stark Good. as Iron Man because I think it's just he's just like we are, right? He thinks sex, money, and power are going to make him happy, and they don't. Uh, and he finally goes on a long journey to find it. But Tolkien, of course, put together a masterpiece, and we have a chapter on that. And uh, Tolkien really showed his true colors, I think, uh, Christian colors in the film when he made the weakest characters the biggest heroes, right? The hobbits, Frodo and Sam. Mm -hmm. I mean, Frodo and Sam, you know, they don't have any superpowers. They don't have any ability to overpower anyone. They're three-foot-high hobbits who'd rather drink drink beer and eat seven meals a day in their shire, right? They don't <laughs> – they're not interested in saving the world, but somehow – they do save the world, how? By realizing they're weak, so they have to ask others for help. Yeah. Paul says, when I'm weak, I am strong. Why are you strong when you're weak? Because your weakness requires you to reach out to God for his help. When you think you're strong and can do it yourself, that's when you're most vulnerable. That's actually when you're the weakest because you're not depending on God. So Tolkien has written Lord of the Rings to make the weakest characters the biggest heroes. In fact, Tolkien said, that uh, he thinks the hero of Lord of the Rings is Sam, hmm. right? Who who carries basically Frodo to Mordor practically. Yeah. yeah. Just as a servant, right? He says, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you, Mr. Frodo. Yeah, yeah. Right? What a, what, a, what a beautiful illustration of the Lord carrying us through difficulty. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I love that. I, I, yeah, I've got the extended box set on DVD of Lord of the Rings. Uh -huh. that was right. Now, what about Wonder Woman? Are you making some kind of feminist statement at all there? Well, no, we just picked Wonder Woman because she's a brand new superhero on the big screen and uh, really had her first movie in particular was very well done. And Wonder Woman is unique because her two superpowers are truth and love. Hmm. You know, right? Truth. She carries the lasso of truth, you know, hmm. and she doesn't follow her heart. She follows the truth. And in the second movie that is just about her, Wonder Woman 1984, she takes on an evil villain called Max Lord, and she doesn't use power to overcome him. She gets him to accept the truth that he needs to get back and take care of his son rather than trying to acquire all these material possessions. So she basically gets him to repent, and that saves the world, right? <laughs> She's not overpowering him with a lot of uh, with brute power or, or 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 the other forces that the other superheroes have. She's using truth and love. Interesting, interesting. I haven't haven't seen that one either. But it, I'm, I'm. What are you seeing as you're traveling? I mean, you uh, did you were you totally canceled during not personally, but like were a lot of your engagement canceled during COVID? You, have you been on the well, road? Well, we couldn't go to college campuses. We go to a lot of college campuses and present. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist and. For about 18 months from say February, 2020 to about September 21, we couldn't do uh, any college campuses. And 
this past nine or so months we have, we're back. But yeah, there was a while we couldn't do that. So we're doing a lot online as we normally do. Our website's crossexamined.org and we have a YouTube channel. I'm uh, just, I'm, I'm curious what you've seen in, in the wake of a lot of the shaking. And I don't know, there's a lot of political stuff going on and things like that, but also just the COVID. My, my kids are all in their 20s and probably about the same age as a lot of yours. Uh, but they, you know, they had to face mortality at an age where a lot of 20, 20 year olds don't. Uh, right. And just the the fear of something you can't control that we uh -huh. don't really know a lot about, uh, uh -huh. and it, you know, I mean, the anxiety is through the roof. Uh, of course, you know, the drug abuse, suicides are all up. Are you seeing any kind of thirst for uh, a real life superhero in in uh, the younger generation today? Well, I don't know if my observations are say broad enough to draw a general conclusion uh, because I only see, you know, I think we've been to about 14 campuses in the past nine months. Hmm. Uh, I have noticed that people are interested. I mean, we're getting pretty big crowds. We were just at LSU just a month or so ago and had 700. Hmm. So uh, we're getting people interested. I don't know if that represents any kind of macro move is what I'm yeah, saying yeah, though. Yeah. It's not really survey data, it's more anecdotal. But, but in, in your anecdote, where you've been, yeah. what, what are you seeing? Is, is, there, is there a more serious thirst or is it just the, sort of the same battles you've been fighting? I'm just curious. Yeah, I would say I haven't seen any big change. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think it's still the same battles we've been fighting. I think now uh, it, 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 it is, it's been the case for a long time, Randy, that unfortunately many people don't care about truth. They just care about happiness, right? They're not on a truth quest or on a happiness quest. Mm -hmm. And I think more people now are asking the question, not is Christianity true, but is Christianity good? And of course that presupposes a standard. What do you mean by good, mm -hmm. right? Because if there's no God, there's no such thing as good. It's just your opinion. <laughs> so uh, we spend a lot of time talking about the moral issues because that has to do with good and evil. And when we present the moral argument for God, that's where we sometimes get pushback, right? Hmm. Uh, well, because I basically say, look, you have no rights unless God exists. Yeah. Right? Not yeah. only is there no right to an abortion, there's no right to life if God doesn't exist. You know, you, th you think you have a right to abortion? Where, where are you getting this right from? Right? <laughs> it can only come from God. Otherwise, it's just your preference. Yeah. And of course, God, God is not for aborting innocent children. Uh, so in what? any event, uh, we, we spend a lot of time on the moral issues because that's where the kids are now. And there's so, look, all these movies we're talking about, they're all morality plays. It's always good right. versus evil, right? Well, and see, that's what I was going to ask you about because, yeah. I mean, in, in the movies, yes, but also in real life, I mean, we, you know, the shootings at Uvalde, uh, the war oh, in yeah. Ukraine. I mean, if, if, if there aren't examples of evil, both in fiction and reality, uh, that, that shout evil is real. Yeah. I mean, that are, are you are you getting any kind of headway in, in going in, in looking at, at the reality of sin? Yeah, I, that's what we try and do when we go to a college campus. We're pointing out that if evil exists and we all know it does, then God exists because there would be no such thing as evil unless there was good. And there'd be no such thing as good unless God existed. And so we're not saying God is doing evil. We're saying God is the standard of good by which we'd even know what evil was. Yeah. In fact, it's it's interesting. In one of the movies that we cover in Hollywood Heroes, it's called Batman versus Superman. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people didn't like that movie because, you know, why is Batman fighting Superman? Well, here's why. Because Lex Luthor, the evil guy in, in uh, the Superman movies, thinks Superman is the god of this world and he's a bad god. Why is he a bad god? Because he didn't stop Lex Luthor's father from abusing Lex Luthor when he was a kid. Wow. So he, so he basically says, you're a bad god. And, and he somehow recruits Batman to fight and kill Superman. That's what the whole thing is about, right? But here's the interesting thing, Randy, and and it's it's that movie addresses one of the biggest problems that anyone needs to face, uh, who's a Christian, and that is if there's a good God, why is there evil? It's expressed directly in the movie, <laughs> right? But here's the interesting thing: Lex Luthor, notice he's mad at God for not stopping Lex Luthor's father from doing evil to him, Lex Luthor, right? Mm -hmm. But notice what Lex Luthor is not mad at God about. He's not mad that God hasn't stopped him, Lex Luthor, from doing evil to other people, yeah, right? Interesting. And isn't that the same problem we have? Whenever we start talking about evil, we're always saying, hey, God, why, don't, why didn't you stop him? Or why didn't you stop her? We never say, God, why didn't you stop me? Hmm. I always ask people, and we ask them in the book, Hollywood Heroes, we ask them, look, if God were to stop evil at midnight tonight, would you still be alive at 1201? <laughs> oh, gosh. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't be. Because, look, God could stop evil. He could stop it in two ways. He could take away our free will, but then we're no longer moral creatures. Or he could separate the good from an evil and put the good people in one place and the people that are evil in another. And that's what he ultimately will do, right? He's going to quarantine evil in a place called hell. And he's going to take the redeemed and put them with him in a place called heaven. So those are his two choices. He could just take away our free will or he could make allow us to make a choice, and then when the, the full number of Gentiles have come in, this is what Paul says in Romans 11, then he's going to close the curtain on this universe, and he's going to quarantine evil, and he's going to allow those who want to be with him to be redeemed in his presence forever. Interesting. You know, there's another uh, movie that, that talks a lot about this struggle within all of us, and in, in Star Wars, they call it the dark side. Yes. What did you see in, in that? Because I know that's one of the films you're looking at. Oh, yeah. There's a lot uh, in the Star Wars series that we cover. Uh, obviously, the God of the Star Wars series or the worldview of the Star Wars series, which we point out in the book, is not the Christian worldview, right? There's this impersonal force that's, you know, there's a good side and a bad side and, and all this. Uh, however, there are so many parallels to Christianity one is the parallel of redemption. And there are two major characters that get redeemed in the Star Wars series. One, of course, is Darth Vader. And the other is Han Solo, who is the skeptic in the movie, who's on the light side, but he really doesn't want to be. He's just in it for the money. You know, look, your worshipfulness. Let's get one thing straight. I'm not here for your little your little mission. I'm here for the money. I pay, I expect to be paid handsomely for what I do, right? I mean, that's great character. <laughs> yeah. I just love that. I love Han Solo, right? And by the way, his name Solo, perfect name, because it's just for, just about him. Oh uh, yeah. Right? He wants to do it himself. But what happens to him? Well, he's in debt to Jabba the Hutt, who's way bigger than a hut, and uh, Jabba the Hutt puts him, freezes him. In carbonite, he's literally paralyzed in debt until Luke Skywalker comes and frees him, redeems him, and kills Jabba the Hutt. So his debt is now canceled. Well, that's of course what Jesus does, right? <laughs> wow. Jesus comes and he and he redeems us. He gets us out of debt. 
And then later, Han Solo, after earlier saying, hey, this force is nonsense. It's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. It's better to have a good blaster at your side, kid. Forget about this force stuff. Well, you know, in a movie later, he comes out and saying, kid, it's all true. All of it. I've seen it. How, do, how does he become a believer? He becomes a believer because he's seen the evidence. Hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. We're supposed to see the evidence that God exists, see the evidence that Jesus rose from the dead, and then become a believer. Not on feelings, but on the evidence. I, 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 I'm sitting here going, wow, I've seen these movies, and I've never, I never picked up. A, I guess I'm just kind of... Hey, I'm with you, Randy. Movies, like, right? when I see a movie, I'm not looking for this. I'm just vegging out, right? Yeah. But my son is a movie buff. And, uh, you know, he's in the Air Force now. And so when we got together to write this book, he he took the first crack at all the chapters. And then I came in and put my two cents, cents in and edited it and that kind of stuff. So he saw stuff that I didn't see and I saw stuff he didn't see. And uh, so far, people seem to like the book. So that we're happy about that. We just got to get the word out to more people that it's out there. Yeah, no, I love it. And, and this is the book. I'll show you guys again. Hollywood Heroes. Very, very interesting uh, and, and a lot of fun too i'm is isn't there um you know i think in the church unfortunately we can make we can make christianity sound like not much fun oh yeah <laughs> but this is when you look at it you know through this kind of lens you do see that there's a lot of excitement here oh it's an adventure you couldn't be in a more adventurous worldview where literally the god of the universe who created this universe with stars equivalent to sand grains on a hundred thousand earths mm. And yet he came to this planet in order to save ourselves from our sins. And then he said, I want you to help me build the kingdom. You can affect time and eternity with what you do here every day. Hmm. And you'll be rewarded for what you do here every day, or you'll lose rewards, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but by trusting in him, you're in the kingdom. The only question is now, what kind of seat are you going to have when you get to the kingdom? And can you bring as many people as possible into it? Can you develop uh, disciples, and can you be a disciple yourself and bring more people into the kingdom? That's why we're here. This is a mission. That's why it's called a great commission, right? We're in a we're in a mission to help the God of the universe because he he doesn't need our help, but he he he's given us the privilege of helping him mm -hmm. to build an eternal kingdom. That's why we're here. Yeah, we're spiritual superheroes. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Love it. Wow, this is a lot of fun. Okay, uh, you guys need to see this website, HollywoodHeroesBook.com, because if you go over here and you, you click on this, there's a nice little little trailer right there. You can, so you a little, a little movie, a little video, book video yeah. trailer, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Yeah, so a lot of fun. Yeah. Frank, I appreciate you. I appreciate the work you do. Is there anything else you want to mention before I let you go today? Well, I, thanks for having me on, Randy. Just check out our website, crossexamined.org. And uh, from there, we have a podcast called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. They can check out a TV show as well. And there's well over a thousand videos on our YouTube channel. Most of them are from the college campus. When kids are asking questions about just, just about anything, we, uh, we t we've taken those Q&A sessions and put them in short videos on our YouTube channel. So check it all out there. Yeah. And uh, uh, thanks for those uh, folks who uh, get the book Hollywood Heroes. If you like it, put a nice review on Amazon. If you don't, you never heard me say this. <laughs> yeah, I actually have your audio book of I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist on uh, a thumb drive. And I've put it in my car on, on like road trips and stuff uh -huh. and just listen to that thing. It's so good. Uh, the work you've done, it's just I, 
I can hear it again, you know, a year or two later and go, oh, yeah, now that's a really good one. It's just think different things jump out at me. So I love all the resources you have. Uh, so anybody wanting to get into the apologetic side of things, crossexamine.org. All the resources Frank has out there, fabulous, R- really, really helpful and good refreshers uh, as we, you know, battle through this world, battling good and evil you know knowing that we'll win but having to use the powers that god gives us to actually fight the fight so that's right amen brother thank thank you you again man i appreciate you thank you same here god bless appreciate you guys hanging out watching hit share i mean this is an easy one this is a fun one hit share hit like hit follow hit subscribe depending on where you're at all those fun things and do check out hollywood heroes and come back we've got more fun interesting informative interviews right here on life today live we'll see you again next time in God for favor in my life above all